Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Today is November 4, 2020. We're on the second to the last month of the year. And this is Billy B.J. Jones, the host and creator of Everyday Folks and the host of this particular show, which is titled B.J. Speaks, a conversation with. And on this show, we interview some amazing, exciting people. This month is very special for me because I decided to tribute every guest on this show to someone who's very special and important to me in my life. And so it's like a Friendsgiving virtual tribute in that cause. It's also a reunion show for some of our esteemed guests, especially for the first person who you're going to meet again today. If any time you'd like to speak to me during this live podcast, you may call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and you'd rather just inbox me with your questions, comments, or requests, please do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Billy Jones, and, um, and I have my inbox open there, too, or at least my instant messenger or direct message, if you'd like to send a message regarding that platform, too. Special shout-out to a few of our, our proud supporters. First is the South Florida Writers Association. This year, the 2020 Miami Book Fair International will be going virtual due to COVID. And so all organizations and interested authors will be virtually participating. So the South Florida Writers Association will be hosting a virtual booth online, which will be available through the Miami Book Fair International website. So check that out, if you will, please. Or you can visit SouthFloridaWriters.org to see and view the lineup of authors who will be submitted. And also, special thanks to our sponsor for this show. Tired of expensive chemical fuel products that do not work? Visit Elite Natural Essence for all your handcrafted, vegan-friendly, natural, organic tea, hair, and body care essential needs. Visit us at www.elitestatusentllc.com and on social media at Elite Natural Essence. We're also going to be placing a link to that wonderful company. Shout out to Precious Jones Ward for her incredible work as CEO of that group. And also, lastly, a special shout out to my dear friends, my Fright Talk brother, Nadine Tabs. And lastly, the, uh, my other colleague, and she's going to kill me for this because she's coming back, folks, Journey to a Passion with Anika S. She'll be back live on show tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And I'll remind you of those times at the very end. Now to our special guest. Robert Franz is a military veteran, but there's more to the man in the uniform. He's funny and creative. He's a proud father of a son, and I welcome him back to this show because he is one of our most favorite guests we've had on the show. We've had, we say that for, we don't say that for all of our guests because all of our guests are amazing. He's one of our favorite because he's just so full of energy and has a lot of great spitfire and thought. And we, I'm very proud, my brother, to have you back to the show, Rob, Robert Franz. How are you doing today, sir? What's going on, brother? Glad to be back. How are you? I'm good. I'm great, and you know, happy happy fall. You know, it's uh, I'm here in Miami, so you know what Miami weather is like right now. I know where you're at. Is the how's the weather? How's the weather, weather faring up there? No, it's actually cooling down a little bit. It gets it, it actually gets hotter here than in Miami during the summer. So uh, it's mm-hmm. been it's been pretty cool today. So and I sweat too much for hot weather. So it's actually working out in my favor. 
<laughs> and I also remind the audience here that you, this is our reunion show. Got to go back in time for a minute because we had one of the most iconic shows, your premier show as a guest, about four, three years ago, back in 2016. Actually, it was 2016. It was four years ago. And I know you're probably going to see something about that. And so during that show, we had some amazing conversation and dialogue. And then things just got crazy at the end of that show when we had amazing listeners who were just calling in and, and, and emailing questions like the ones I'm receiving right now in my inbox, of all kinds of just potpourri questions that I think you'll, you're just good at because you have such rapid spitfire on thoughts. And so I'm really glad that you're back here, and I'm glad that you're in good health and sending you my best regards to you and family as well in that regard in these unprecedented times. I appreciate so, it, the same to you and your Thank you. You know, I want to ask, you know, I'm, uh, you know, what have you been up to in the past few years? It's been about four years since the last reunion show. So what have you been up to? Yeah, nothing much. I think when we spoke last time, I was still in Tennessee at that time. So mm-hmm. um, obviously we've spoken, so I'm back down here in Savannah, uh, a little bit closer to home. And that's pretty much it. Just been working, you know, a whole bunch of fishing. That's about it. Nothing too interesting. I'm a, I'm a simple man. And I know that those fishing, uh, folks, for those of you who do not know this, Rob is very, and we're not just talking like some, some basic, you know, fishing and, and hanging out with friends. This is a real pastime for him, for him and for his family. And it's great bonding time for you and your son as well. And I do know that it's something that you've always been committed to. And so thank you for sharing that. I also recognize, too, a lot of the, since the last time we chatted, Rob, there was no COVID. So here we are now in COVID. How has that, you know, changed things in terms of your pastime and even your personal time? and the types of things that you're engaging with and want to do? Honestly, I mean, when this when this uh, all kicked off, it, I mean, it was, it's kind of built for a guy like me. I really don't go out, you know, I'm not a, a guy that goes to the clubs and the bars a lot, so um, it was perfect. Gas was super cheap. We couldn't, we weren't allowed to go anywhere, so I just take the mm-hmm. boat out and go fishing. Um, so I was loving it. Now it's a little, you know, it's a little annoying because I have to have this mask on my face. I'm starting to get diaper rash around my mouth, and <laughs> it's messing messing up the moneymaker, so it's a little frustrating now, but um, yeah, just still staying outside, trying to do, you know, I had my son up here for a couple of months for the summer, so that's pretty much all we did. And Rob, while you were out there on the water, did you notice, or were there other folks who were also, you know, taken to the waters as well for fishing? Because right now, more than ever, people are connecting more with nature, and then realizing, you know, when we're cooped up in quarantine, you, you really don't realize the beautiful, simple things you have in life until you're no long, they're no longer there. And so the outdoor nature is still there, however, and people are taken out there. Are people out there, in your observation, are you seeing more people do the same thing, or it's pretty much the same? No, absolutely. It's, it's actually crazy. I was talking to my buddies, like, um, probably since about five months ago, um, mm-hmm. you really can't even buy at Bass Pro, like everything online has been running out, all the stuff you just, you know, I work right next to Bass Pro, so I can just drive down like, hey, I need this today, and this, the shelves have been pretty empty, so it's, uh, you know, all the stuff that we can that we can always get now is pretty scarce because everybody, you really don't have another option but to be outside, so a lot, I, I've seen, especially here, a lot of people are taking up hunting, fishing, and just coming up with hobbies that help pass the time since a lot of things are still restricted for a lot of people. Wow, it's amazing. And I also would Sarah, you're right. I mean, the online sales have been astronomical. So, for you know, for instance, I was looking the other day. I want to, you know, we're all working in one space for quite some time, and one of them is right here in my home studio. And I was looking at a, a new office chair, and I'm thinking, you know what, you know, since I'm here and what I'm in is not as comfortable, let me go online and see what's available to see in store. <laughs> 
I mean, all these chairs and everything that used to be, you know, commonplace that you could easily go and pick up for a fewer dollars than what they are today are now, you know, commodities. People are grabbing them and, and taking them. And I'm glad you mentioned like Bass Pro as an example and other companies as well, because people are now recognizing the things that we had before, including online options. I mean, thank goodness for this technology. We're still able to get access to the things that we want or need. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rob, I got a question for you. Because, you know, we're, you know, the conversation started off very serious, but we know how rapid Spitfire you can be. And so Mandy, uh, actually, Mandy and Mark just sent two questions in. I'm going to start with Mark's question first. And thank you, Mark. Don't know where you're listening from, but thank you for the question. He wants to know, what's your opinion on the recent election? Well, I try not to get into, into politics too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been, uh, I mean, it's been going on since yesterday. I know everybody was watching at work, and it's kind of a shit show right now. So I think everybody's just on edge to see, you know, mm-hmm. what ends up coming out of. I stay, I stay pretty neutral and, and don't get involved in that, in that too much. And it's fair enough, you know. And Mark, you know, I, I, I say here, you know, I can speak just for me. I'm not speaking for Rob. It's unprecedented. <laughs> That's been the word of the year, right? The adjective of the year. So many um, loops, turns, uncertainties, and also opportunities, Rob. Now, of all the things that you've seen happen in 2020, we can talk about the negative all day. Have you seen something positive that has come out of COVID that you're like, you know what, whether it be for you or for society or for anyone you may know, is there anything you may, that you may have observed that is of value from this experience that you can take away from? Yeah, I think, I think a few things, you know. Speaking on, you know, people taking up hobbies and the nature thing, like obviously, you know, to see that because that's that's, you know, banning travel and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like that's forced families to spend time together and, and get outside of the box and do things that maybe you know they haven't done in the past that bring them closer as a as a family unit or in a relationship or whatever. And then at the same token, you also see the resiliency of the, the individuals in this country because now it's you know everybody's reacting and adapting to the pandemic to the, you know, undecisiveness of the elect or, you know, everything that we're not used to. So I think 2020 has brought out that strong suit, um, you know, from, from everybody in the U S just because it's like, Hey, we're not used to this, but I think every, everybody or most people are adapting quite well to it. So, um, I mean, there's some, you know, you just got to stay positive because yeah, you talk all the negative shit all day and, and, uh, but I mean, there's some good things that come out of it. You're right. And I think, too, you know, I think for, for me, I think it's an awareness campaign for, for, for America. You know, we sometimes are very insulated from some of the things that happen in the world. And so now with the, we now are, you know, are regaining and, and learning and hopefully reconnecting with the world. We're part of the world because of the struggle. Does that make sense? And so now Absolutely. we're, you know, we're looking at things where, I mean, my, I've always been an early adopter of technology. I also know that, you know, technology it plays an integral role in your work. But the fact is, now we all need technology at a whole other level. I've become such a Zoom expert, never, and at the magnitude I never thought I would become. Has that been the same for you as well in terms of technology evolution in your life? Well, I'm going to be honest, because I feel since this, this isn't my first time on the show, I mean, we're in the tree of trust, so I'm kind of terrible with technology. Um, I think a couple of my coworkers can attest to that, that I, I just, I think it was like two weeks ago, I just learned how to actually keep my signature block in my emails on Outlook. I've been copying and pasting it my whole career. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to that, I'm bad. Um, I, I get logged out from all the Zoom and all the meetings, the chat rooms that we have at work. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, that has not that has not progressed for me in, in any way. <laughs> and I also know that your son also, 
you know, he's now a teenager, you know, and, and, and four years ago, he was not in, he wasn't, he was on the cusp, on the precipice, right, of becoming a teen. Now he's a full-fledged teenager. And so even education for him is also online as well, right? It is, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's just amazing, like, our, how, how much that shifts. So let me shift some things over, Rob. Because one of the things that people asked from the first show, I remember one of the questions that was most definitive was this. People wanted to know Rob's opinion on, on relationships. I remember one of the topics there was about relationships. You became like this love doctor for a temporary moment in that episode. Folks, you got to go back and go to everydayfolksradio.com and go into our archive, and you got to check out that episode. We are almost almost near Rob 200 the 200th episode here at Everyday Folks Radio. Congratulations! I think we have for a minute to to say that. I think we need to make some more some noise for you. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so much. And with eight eighty six hundred listens, by the way, and it's just been an amazing journey. You were here, however, in the early days of that. So, folks who were listening before, I am certain you have an, a, a recall of Rob from that particular time, which is why I'm uh, it's explaining why I'm getting some of these unique questions that are coming in. So, let's go ahead and hammer a couple of them. The first one came in right now, Rob, is from Mandy. Mandy wants to know, how do you define success? And you can be funny if you wish, she says. Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Uh, I think, I, you know, honestly, without, without being funny, I think, uh, you know, you define success by what you're trying to achieve, you know, in, in your circle, right? So for me, it's, I succeed when I know my son is good. So that that's a success for me. That's a win. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on, you know, what's your purpose? What do you work for? What do you, what are your aspirations? Like, you know, you're pushing hard for this. It has to be for, for a reason. So whatever that reason is, if that's your, you know, 50 meter tar- or five year plan, 10 year plan, as long as you achieve that, there's, I think there's something behind that that pushes you and gives you that, that desire to make you want to accomplish it. And, and once you reach that, you can look back and be like, all right, like this is the reason I did this. And I think that's, you know, success, at least in my opinion. It's very true. And I always, I'll add to that. Mandy, for me, uh, success is when you stand on the shoulders of others and, and those folks who are holding you up are doing just that, knowing that even going forward, sometimes there may not be that, those shoulders to stand on. So you, you're on an, an isolate, you know, on an island, you're very isolated. But many times when we're succeeding, especially when we're in a community of others, social engineering is very real. And I always tell folks that if you really want to understand the value of success, it, go, it goes along starting with what Rob said, those ideas of drive having a drive and a purpose. Because if you don't know your purpose, then you can't lead to it toward that passion. And so I think that purpose and passion, the two Ps are very relevant, you know, relevant to this conversation. But knowing your purpose, not everybody can know that, Rob, right? So as even for yourself, I remember, Rob, before the uniform. And I say to you, I say this to you a hundred times, you're a damn good brother and you're a terrific father. And you also one of the incredible people that helps defend and honor our nation. So thank you for your service. But also, too, people don't realize all of those things. Was that in your mind when you woke up one day? Were those the thoughts in your head? Because you are a success story. Did you ever think that one day you'd see yourself where you are right now? No, not at all. I I actually joined because they told me uh, women like guys in uniform. And so I was like, all right, sign me up. And then I joined and I realized that they meant (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fuckers. Did it work? Did it work? (laughs) No, no. Like I said, they meant firefighters. So here I am 13 years later. Um, but no, I mean, you know, me before, before the military days and everything like that. So I I think, uh, it was the best decision I could have made. I wasn't doing anything, you know, 
conducive to making myself get ahead of anything at that time before before the military. And I had just had my son, and he was real young. So I just I had what I like to call that aha moment that you're just like, all right, man, like I need a something needs to change. I can't, you know, you're just on the path of destruction, and you got to do something else to uh, to fix that. So that's what I did, and I think that was the you know the best decision for me at that time. Makes sense. And shout out to Gabe, by the way, Gabe. Shout out to you, brother. I'm hoping you're listening down down south here in, in, in Miami. And, you know, it's interesting you, you brought up another point there about that whole success and idea. Sometimes we make those choices and we do the things that in that moment when we're making these decisions are for the best interest in that moment, of course, but for the outlook that we see later. But you said 13. The magic number was 13, 13 plus years of service to what you're doing now. The time has flown and every day you wake up, you still see Rob. You know, and that, that's amazing. And so when you look in the mirror and see yourself, brother, what do you see? Who do you see staring back at you? Oh, man. Just, uh, I don't know. I really haven't looked at it like that. I just, just more bald, more wrinkles. Um, <laughs> and, like, yeah, I really, I really never thought about that. No, like I said, I mean, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate to be where I am and, and, you know, be in the position that I am as well. And, sure. and I've worked with a lot of great guys and, and, uh, you know, I, I really can't complain. It's, it's, uh, Definitely never thought that I'd be in this position, but it's, you know, it's worked out so far and hopefully, you know, we'll keep knocking it out and, and doing great things for the next seven years. That's awesome. And, and, yeah, uh, and, and by, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said, you see that? That sounds like a campaign speech. That was pretty good. Yeah, it does. I'm telling you, listen, to, you know, Rob Franz 2022 or 2024. <laughs> 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 and, and those of you who are listening, by the way, you're listening now to me on Billy Jones creator of Everyday Folks Radio and author of Everyday Folks Books. I'm here with my dear friend Rob Franz, and he's here chatting with us for our reunion show. If you'd like to speak to us live, you can call us at 347-539-5372. That number again is 347-539-5372. I'm also getting a few more questions that are coming in, Rob, via the chat line, via my, my social media and inbox, so I'll do my best to get to them. But that email address is Everyday Folks. Listen at gmail.com, and I'm, on, and I'm Dr. Billy Jones, Dr. Billy Jones on Instagram. So, Rob, I got a caller come, calling in right now who we're going to get to in a moment, but I do have a question for you. And this was a little more serious, so I'm going to take it back, and then we'll get more to the fun. And this question related to Veterans Day. A week from today, we'll be celebrating Veterans Day. What does veteran, Veterans Day mean to you? <clears throat> Honestly, I think it's a, you know, a day to, to pay tribute, honor, and, and just say thank you to the, uh, you know, the men and women, all the service members that, that made that sacrifice to, you know, hey, maybe they had an option to do something else, but they made that mm-hmm. sacrifice to, to military. It's, it's not an easy life for, for certain situations, but they've made that just to, you know, you see them, hey, thank you, because it's, it's not an easy task, and, and a lot of people, are, you know, they do it, and they, they're great at it. So it's just that this for me is just like, Hey, thank you. I, I respect you for what you do. And, and, uh, yeah, just make, I guess kind of, kind of giving them that feeling like, all right, well this, you know, this isn't for nothing. I, I don't know if that, that makes sense, but. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and if it, it aligns very nicely to Jason's question that just came in, which just says, what does it mean to celebrate veterans day today? Um, especially in these unique times. Um, that's, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, Jason, I say this, it, I'll, I'll add to it, Jason. 
it's difficult to celebrate anything, but, you know, in these unique times. I mean, we've all had, I celebrated a birthday, not that this matters, but my birthday was impacted in April, right in the midst of the onset of everything that's going on. So everything throughout the year, everybody's had to level up or make some modifications or changes where where deemed appropriate. You know, and for Rod, for you, you know, to celebrate, especially as a, as a, as a respected professional of the military, that you are in it. So it has such a dual meaning for you, which is so significant because when you go out and when you're wearing and adorning your body with that uniform, it says something to our society. You know, it gains that respect. It gains that trust. And it also, it says it represents patriotism because to commit your kind, your life and put your life in, in, for, in duty for our nation, that says a lot about people. And so folks, as we celebrate Veterans Day, we still celebrate and honor not only those men and women who are present, but also those who have fallen on behalf of our great nation. So special tribute to those individuals as well. So, Rob, I want to scale it back a bit. I think we have a caller who's calling in. Let's see who's on the line, shall we? Let's do it. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can bring them in. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with BJ and Rob. Hello? Hello? Am I live? Yes, you are. Hey Rob, I want to ask you what your uh, your biggest inspiration has been so far in your military career, and and why that makes you push yourself to the level where you've gotten to this point. Great question, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like I said, I think I think what I do it for it. I just get up every day, like you know, everybody has a driving force that just happens to be my son. Um, so, you know, it's kind of for me, just like, hey, don't don't uh, don't screw it up, and, and you know, I've always. Uh, I've always kept that in the back of my mind. Like this is this is kind of selfless for me. So I know that the harder I work, the more my son is going to benefit for it. You know, and then hopefully, you know, his life could be a little bit easier when he gets older. So that's kind of like the thing for me that always keeps me grounded and, and keeps me focused. Like, hey, you know, you got somebody, you got somebody counting on you, so don't screw it up. Hmm. But great question. Great I think. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is that? Yeah, who are you calling? Do you identify your name, if you wish? Yeah, I'm Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and so Jason asked a great question. It actually follows up with this next question from Jack. Jack wants to know, Rob, listen to this. My son is interested in going into the military at the high school. He graduates in June 2021. I, as a parent, I'm torn on the topic. What are your thoughts? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Can you say it again? Sure, I can repeat it again. Can you hear me now? Yep. He said, Jack asked the following question. My son is interested in going into the military at the high school. He graduates in June 2021. I'm torn on the topic as a parent. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's uh, it's definitely commendable. You know, what, what I would recommend is definitely if, if he's trying to go that route, just make sure that you know, if if you have some military experience or background or mm-hmm. somebody, your friends or other family members that have that, I would just recommend, you know, you accompanying your son to go do that because it's one thing that, you know, what the recruiters will tell you because they'll sell you like the world and then, you know, your child might end up doing something that they're like, well, this is what I signed up for because that happens, you know, more often than not. So no, just that, making sure that, that, that um, your son is well-informed and that he has everything – 
you know, to analyze, you know, what do all the branches offer or, you know, where will this put me? What's the promotion, you know, how's the promotion in, in this branch of the military? So just, you know, having more information than not, and then, you know, sitting down collectively as a family and then just deciding, just talking it out. It's a very good point. Yeah. And I'll add something to this, to that, Rob, Jack, and when I was in high school, um, I went to my, uh, went to a high school that had a junior, a junior reserve officers training corps program, army, and I was grateful to be a member of that of my entire years in, in high school. And at that program, to this day, I tell my students all the time, whether they're doing JROTC or SROTC, I said these ROTC programs are great on-ramps for not only just not for the military, but how you can really operate and govern your life and see yourself in a leadership capacity. And, you know, and looking at leadership from all avenues or aspects of your life. And so I, I encourage you as well, if your son, even though he's graduating in June, that I don't know if that opportunity has afforded itself. Um, and it may be difficult because schedule changes are now far from, you know, being able to be available at some schools. But if you still have that option, and if that's something he wants to do, it may be another on-ramp for him to consider to see what the options are, too. And, Rob, that's yeah, a good question. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Because no, no, I'm saying I think having that information is is paramount. Just because, you know, that might be something he wants to do now, and then maybe go the route like, hey, I want to join, and then use right. this stepping stone to get a degree. And now, you know, a, a college opportunity presents itself that may have not not being in the service, you know, and and all that mm-hmm. stuff is provided for you. So, I think if you go with somebody that has, you know, a, an understanding of what the military can offer, different branches offer, then you know, you have everything to compare it to. And then at that point, you guys sit down collectively and just and just weigh out the options and see what's, you know, what works best. And Rob, you're on the precipice of, a, of not a conversation of this magnitude, but I know Gabe is almost, he's on, on the cusp of becoming an adult. And so now he's also scouting and looking at opportunities as well. And so he sees his dad, who's making such significant contributions professionally and honorably in his own life for, you know, our nation and also for the world. And so what kind, of, what kind of conversations is he having with you now as it relates to, you know, becoming a man? You know, what conversations are happening right now that are really helping, or at least helping you identify an awareness that he's on his way? Um, we actually haven't had that conversation. Surprisingly enough, he hasn't really, I mean, we've kind of touched on that point a couple years ago mm-hmm. when he was earlier, but um, he's just real focused. I've gotten lucky with him that, you know, Back in my day, I, I never really paid attention in school. I've, I've been real fortunate that, you know, he gets straight A's. He's been doing that mm-hmm. for the last six years. I think, you know, he can do whatever he wants in this world, um, you know, and he knows that and he knows that I'm here, for, you know, to talk to for whatever, and I'm super proud of him. But we've never he's never really brought that up to my attention now, you know, about to be 16, like, hey, Dad, I'm thinking this. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know whatever conversation we have, I'm going to support him 100% with it. But I'll make sure that, once again, hey, this is what you're going into, you know, because now you're asking your dad and I'm going to give you the salty old soldier answer instead of, you know, what people tr- might, may try to uh, sell you. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, folks, you're listening live. This is Billy B.J. Jones, and I'm here with Robert Franz, military veteran. We're live here on Everyday Folks Radio, and we're having a reunion show. Rob's been here before, and we're so proud of him. as one of our personal favorites. So this first hour was a serious hour, Rob. We had a great conversation to, t- to talk and chat about these serious topics. Now, I have a special request for those of you who are messaging in, and I see your request here, and they are asking for a little humor as well for, you know, for these responses because they want some spitfire. So during this show, if you'd like to speak to me or Rob, our call-in number is still 347-539-5372. 
Again, that's 347-539-5372. And I see that you're not shy on our inbox. So, Rob, we've got about four or five more coming in via the, the messenger. And that, and, and you can still send those messages via email at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or on my social media at Dr. Billy Jones. So, Rob, let's start here. And, I, and this is a question from Harold. Harold wants to know the following. What are you looking forward to in 2021? Not wearing a mask. <laughs> Seriously. It, it, that's, it's, that's it's it. no, just, You know, just things going back to normal. But like I said, the mask thing is kind of getting annoying, and, and it's, uh, yeah, just things getting kind of back to normal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And of all the things, Rob, that you can no longer do now that you could do before COVID, what do you miss the most? Mm. Nothing really. Like I said, I'm, I mean, this is kind of built for a guy like me. Like I can, I can take the boat out, go fishing. I'm not on the way, you know. Like nobody bothers me. It's, uh, I've never really had a thing, you know. Uh, my, you know, I never had a hobby like just walking around grocery stores, maskless. You know, I, I just, I, I stay, I stay kind of outdoorsy. So there's really no impacts to me. I'll add to that, Harold. You know, you know, 2021. I'm. I've gotten to a point, Robin, tell me if you're at this stage yet, because, you know, I'm in the 40s club. You're not in the 40s club, but I am. And I started looking every time you... I'm about to be 37 in Army years. That's like 70. (laughs) And so, so therefore, with that in mind, and here's my bigger question to you. The question is this. You know, as as we mature in life, certain things that bothered us before no longer bother us, or at least they don't bother us today because something new has unfolded. We have real responsibilities and real things called life, right? And so let's go back, and I can go back in time to the Rob who I knew when he was hitting 18, right? And I can compare that to the Rob who is mirroring 40. You know, what could you say is one thing that you probably would have been fumed about when you were in your teens and early 20s that today you don't even pay attention to? Oh, everything. Like, what do you mean I have to wear a mask? Like, my face is pretty. I want to show everybody my eyebrow cuts. I mean, you remember me from high school. I was, I was kind of a huge fan. Um, it's, I, I try to get, you know, I'm a little grumpy. I'm like a Grinch most of the time, depending. Yeah, I, I come off that way, but I'm a teddy bear at heart. So I, I really don't take things. I try to take everything, you know, lightly and, and just, you know, keep it moving. But um, yeah, before everything, I was just, before I was really disgruntled about everything. So anything would have bothered me, you know, like, hey, I'm not wearing this mask or what do you, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. That's interesting because I, it's funny. Uh, I, I got to bring up one case that you're probably going to kill me for later, okay? So, folks, I got a story for you. Let me paint this picture. Oh, Go shit. back to 2002, and Rob was in, we, there was this, you probably remember this, Rob, you were in this fashion show for prom. Yep, that was, you know, 2002 was my best year ever. I, I always, my friends give me shit because I bring it up. I'm like Al Bundy that talks about his high school touchdown all the time. So every time we get together with my close friends, I'm like, hey, guess what? 2002, and they're like, shit, not again. Yeah, but <laughs> Well, there's more to this 2002. So Rob, the, you know, I was a high school teacher at the time, and the student life uh, uh, director at the school wanted to do a prom fashion show to keep the seniors entertained while the underclassmen were taking their state exams. And so Rob and all the other popular kids on campus, you know, self-identified and volunteered to, to be part of this fashion show. So when it was came time for Rob to walk out, (laughs) 
when it came time for Rob to walk across the stage, Rob, you had his special walk, man. <laughs> this walk, you had the, it was the pimp walk. I don't know what to call it. I just got to call it that for now. It's cool. You, you walk. Do you remember the walk you made across the stage? Like, I thought you were going to run off that stage as fast as you were moving. <laughs> 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 but the point is, he was committed. He was a great student leader, and you fought. You didn't really fight against me trying to put you in the spotlight then, but I saw in you then what I see today. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was like, come on. Remember that you hosted a, 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 we went to a middle school. Remember this? We went to a middle school and put on some show. And it was like a talent show or something and all the high school kids. Yeah, so that kind of coerced me to host it. You were like, hey, I think you'd be good at this. If not, you can't skip class and come into my class anymore. So I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he would try this, trust me, folks, especially the latter part of the, the first part of the day. <laughs> but he did. He hosted, and the kids the kids took to him well. He he kept the show on point. And I always said, you will make a great host one day because he has stage presence. And so has any of that played out in your life today, Rob? Like, look at all these things that I just mentioned about you that I saw as carrots, you know, hanging in your life or fruit hanging from the tree of your life back then that now hopefully you've grown. So have any of those things, how do you see yourself today now that you saw yourself being forced out there in the the spotlight so much? Has any of that continued in your life or have you at least embraced some of it? No, not at all. I've never been invited back to a fashion show since uh, 2002, (laughs) if you're asking. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like in a semi-leadership position now. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm always talking to, you know, mostly talking to a lot of people, you know, doing briefings and stuff like that. But, yeah, as, as far as, like, hey, in the forefront or anything, I'm, you know, I, I kind of keep to myself for the most part. Like I said, at work I'm one way, you know, to, to a certain extent, and then out of work I'm, I'm another way. But, uh, yeah, nothing that's benefited me from 2002 that's brought me here with uh, – that's brought us full circle. I don't have a success story like that. Fair enough. Fair enough at all. That's a very good point. And let me ask this question. What is – you've mentioned fishing before, and I, I, and I shared this with you years back. The Jones men bonded over fishing. I mean, we would go an entire day, get up early in the morning, we'd go salt water, fresh water, you name it. We were out there. We were out on the trail. We were out at Black Point. We were all over the places. You know the spots. And so it, it, mean, it meant a lot. And that was when I was about 12, you know, nine, eight years old, and coming up into my adulthood. And I, I'll acknowledge, I don't do it as much as I used to anymore. It doesn't have the same impact. But I still find the value of that experience, you know, having memories, right? And I see a lot of, you know, your time, I know you spend a lot of that time with Gabe and and dear friends, you're out in the water as well. And so, but fishing, I know at one point you were very, very committed to this process, this sport, right? So what is it about the fishing sport that you enjoy? I don't know. It's a crazy dynamic because, you know, my close friends that know me that we do fish, like I'm never more stressed out than when I'm fishing. I've broken rods. I curse a whole <laughs> bunch. I've thrown shit over the boat. But, you know, on the flip side of that, like I've, I've gotten a couple of my buddies hooked on it now and they're like, hey, this is awesome. Um, and then it, obviously it's something that I can do with my son that he, he loves and I don't have to, you know, we have a hobby in common, so I don't have to force him to do something that dad wants to do. He's like, hey, dad, I'm coming up to see you. Let's just fish teach me how to cook and teach me how to dance salsa. I'm like, yo, I got you. Um, but no, like, honestly, it's, it's when you, and I've seen it, you know, my, you know, Cheech, you remember Cheech from high school. Right, I've Cheech, seen yeah. him. I took daughter out. 
And just seeing that, like, you know, with children or with somebody you're taking out for the first time, like, you you catch a fish or, you know, in a big fish, like, that smile, that feeling, to me, I'm like, you you can't get that really from anything. Like, I, you know, so every time I catch a big fish or I see somebody catch a fish and we're, and we're doing that together, it's like, how how does – I don't understand how everybody doesn't do this. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but I, it's kind of like the same rush from skydiving, but it's something that, you know, um, you just look forward to it because it's, it's, it's unknown. You might, you have long bad days and I've been out there mm-hmm. nine hours and sweat. Like, why do I go to Bass Pro every day and spend my money on this shit? And then you have good days of like, you know, that, that, that kid's never going to forget this day. So, you know, it's a 50, 50. Makes sense. And it also, like I said earlier, you're building memories, you're building this bond with your son. Because at one point, as you know this, the more independent and the more we mature, the more independent we become. And then time, there is that season where, you know, you, you're not around your parents as much, right? You're building your own life. You're building your own DNA story of sorts. And so it's important to have these moments because perhaps this is a moment that he'll also pass on to his kids, right? And pass on to his, for his legacy. And, and, you know, I know growing up, you know, growing up for you and me, Rob, you know, we share something in common. And that is, I know for me, and I think I shared this with you before, I didn't get to know my father, at least, until I was of age. And I knew who he was before, you know, when I was in early preteens. I got the sense that I had another identity or history. But it's still, to this day, three years later, Rob, and it's the truth, three years later, I look back, and he's gone, he passed away through natural causes. And... It's weird. I still feel this sense of not that I don't feel complete. I have a complete good life, but I feel this sense of emptiness, in a sense, in the in the sense that like I I feel like sometimes I wish I could have spent more time or or circumstance. And I know that in our talks between you and me, you put all that you have gained and would would like to have gained from that lifestyle, you know, of a, of that of a mentor role model. We both had many in our lives. You put that into your parenting. You know, and I see that your son sees you as a, as a as your father, but you're also a friend of his, you know. And, yeah, sometimes, you know, the struggle is there. These are the teen years, but he knows you're always there, you know. And how significant is that for you to be able to be such an example, a role model in his life? No, I mean, that means everything. And and it's weird because, you know, when, when kids start reaching the teenage, the, the teenage mm-hmm. years, you start thinking, like, shit's about to hit the fan. And I think it's kind of been – the opposite with him. Like I, like I said, I've been real fortunate when he started getting into the teen years, you know, we had to have a couple of talks. We've always, you know, we've always built that relationship that he knows that he can talk to me about whatever. Um, so yeah, he understands the father son role, but he also like, that's, that's my best friend. So I think it's cooler now because, you know, we can kind of talk man to man and it's, it's just, uh, he just takes it for what it is. And he's like, I'm, and I tell him, I'm like, look, man, I'm not here to give you old man advice, but, um, and he and he gets it. So literally, if if an issue comes up, he tells me. We talk about it, and 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 he's got a good heart too. It'll be a Tuesday. He sends me this long text message in the morning, like, "Dad, great example. You know, you're an awesome parent." I'm like, "Shit, I gotta go to a meeting. I'm all. I feel like I just watched the end of Lion King. I'm crying in the car and shit." So yeah, I got I got, I got real I got real lucky. With that. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. I mean, I, and I have to me, like. To me, that's the culmination. Like, it touches all the points we talked about in the beginning. Like, yo, what do you define as success? Is that. That's like my, my parenting success. A career, like whatever I achieve in my career, that's not an accolade for me. That's So he can look forward to and, and maybe not that same career path, but strive to, to this and that I'm doing everything I can for him. So, you know, those are my definitions of success in, in different levels, personal, career-wise, and, and being a father as well. 
Well, I want to add one more to that. You know, I, and one of the things that I've, I've always appreciated the fact is that you see people for who they are and where they are, where they are. You don't judge, you, you celebrate. And when you force someone, you back somebody up. That is one thing I can say for having known you almost two decades now. You always back who you believe in and what you believe in. Does that make sense? And a lot yeah, of absolutely. folks don't stand in their, in their convictions with that. And that's something that of all the many great traits you have, I've seen most consistently in you. And I did say earlier, this was a Friendsgiving show, so I got a little surprise for you. So for each of my okay. friends who I'm <laughs> it's a good, it's good, it's good, it's good. So, you know, I'm on air now. He's like, oh, no, what have I done? No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. No surprises. No bad surprises. So I, I want to say a tribute to you. I wrote a little something here that I need to read to you. Brother Rob, thank you for being such a pillar and inspiration, not only in my life, but to the lives of your son, your family, and so many people around the world. You are a true gentleman. You are my brother. Love you sincerely. Thank you for all that you do. So in honor of, you know, Friendsgiving month here at Everyday Folks, I want to say thank you. And I'm going to be sending you something. I can't say what it is on air, but I'm going to be sending something to you that will signify my appreciation for your time and your friendship. So thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you, man. And you know me, man, and honestly, that means the world to me. And you've always been a mentor, uh, aside from being, you know, one of my best friends. So I appreciate that. And I look at everything you've done. And that's, you know, that's what I aspire, not in the same career path and everything like that, but just the processes you've to get to where you're at, man, and, like, your ambition and your, you know, just wanting to keep learning every, like, I really do appreciate you and being able to have somebody like you in my life, man, so I appreciate that, and, and thank you for having me here, and thank you for, you know, letting me be a part of this, and then on the on the side note, text you immediately after this and see what you're sending me, because if it's not a gift card, I don't want to just hold that, and hold that, and if I go down to talk about Well, that's a great segue to my next question. So, Nicole has a question for you. Hi, Nicole, and this is my friend Rob. You know, he's six one. He's I'm just kidding. So I'm, Nicole I'm six, six No, I know you're six two. So Nicole, Nicole wants to know, what is your opinion on dating during COVID? Um Yeah, date. I guess can't open mouth kids. I think that's that's a problem right off the phone, but no, I mean I think it's to a point where where you have to, uh, like, how long can you stop doing what you do in your life? You know, because when this kicked off, it was like, all right, well, you know, we're working from home. This is good. Be careful. Be cautious. And then I think there comes a point, I know a lot of people have had, you know, family members or friends that have been affected by this. So I think it just depends. But at at some point, you know, it's that fuck it factor comes in because you can only keep people contained a couple of months and it's like, all right, really, I can't, I can't eat inside, but I'm hungry. I don't want to eat this nice steak in my car, you know? So I, I think it's just risk mitigating, like do, do what you, uh, just do what you want to do. <laughs> just don't, so uh, just don't cough on each other. I think everything <laughs> else is fair game. <laughs> well, she, has a, she has a second question for you. She said, so can you give her some tips? Cause she said right now it is getting very lonely over here and I need some advice. I mean, like I said, I think it's, it's, a, it's crazy, and 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 I'll, I'll get to her question, but it's crazy. Before everybody used to be scared of other things, like oh, like I want to date, but oh shit, I'm scared of this now. COVID, um, but I, I think it it translates the same, right? I think that's a, that's a talk that you need to have. If if I'm if I meet somebody or I'm lonely and I want to date, now the questions I used to ask they've changed. Now it's you know, um, like hey, you how you know what that temperature do? 
you know, have you coughed lately? Stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think I think that, that just has to have a, you know, be a conversation you have with whoever you want to see. But, yeah, get out there. Have fun. Interlock fingers. Do all that, that good stuff. And just try to work around the pants. <laughs> and wear your mask. <laughs> when I, yeah, I mean, that's off eventually. You can only hold hands for so long as well. So I'm not referring to that mask, Rob. I'm not referring to that mask. All the masks. But, um, you know, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, at some point it's, when the comfort level comes, it, yeah. it's, you know, you, you just got to get out there. You, you really can't, I can't, at least for me, I can't see myself being in the house six feet away from people. You know, like I'm, I'm a guy, I like to host people at my house. I like to do stuff at people's houses. So, and, right, you know, right. eventually you just like, you just assume what you want to assume. That's true. And of Nicole, I, I got, I agree with that, Rob. I agree. And, and Nicole, I just got to add to this as well. Rob, you made me think of something. And that is true. Like, you know, we get the COVID and all of a sudden the rules totally change. But I'm like, wait a minute, people still have cancers and other illnesses. There's still sexually transmitted diseases. Those things didn't stop because COVID came around. Uh, so things yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> so it doesn't mean what we're advocating here, folks. Let me make sure we're clear with the listeners. We're not advocating for you to be out there and be, you know, frivolous and promiscuous in your actions. What we're asking you to do is just be cautious. Practice the same caution as you've done with all the other existing natural um, illnesses, as you will with COVID. COVID is a bit different, though, because it has a whole different, you know, awareness for us, at least, at least in how we can uh, to cope with it. And so you just have to be careful. And I think that's part of the scary part, right, Rob? I mean, it's no different than still meeting someone is a tough but we could still meet people before COVID online. There are online apps and services and, and things like yeah. that that allow us just to connect. Let's start with social media. You know, social media still exists, folks, so it hasn't gone away. And so I think you, I appreciate your saying that, Rob, because people sometimes forget, you know, we still are, people are people and people have needs and people have desires and people have um, interests. And so how do you navigate that? I guess that's what Nicole's question is. How do you navigate that with these unique times? Somehow we just do. Well, I mean, I think, it, I think that then take it, that's the, that's the positivity out of it, right? So right. now you, you can't be out in public meeting people and maybe making bad decisions or doing whatever you want to do. Now, if you're doing the online thing, that kind of, all right, well, you're not, you're not putting yourself at risk to COVID or any other, you know, anything else, but now use that as an opportunity to, hey, we can only text, talk, or FaceTime and shit. So use that to build the base of, a, you know, maybe a, a relationship that could blossom into something, whether it's a friendship or, or now you guys are dating, because now you're forced to ask, you know, deep questions because you can't see that person instead of, you know, sitting across from each other at Sizzler, like, hey, which, I like baseball. I like baseball, too. Like, no, you know, so now you're forced to ask substantial things, and maybe that will get you to that comfort level where, boom, masks off. Open mouth kissing is cool. Yep. You know, my cousin said something recently, Rob, that, that you might find interesting. She said, <clears throat> the one thing I, uh, that COVID has done, because she's met someone, you know, in her life that she's trying to steal in the honeymoon stage uh, or the probationary period stage of getting to know him, right? And she mentioned this. She said, well, the fact is, when it's, because of COVID, you don't have all the other glitz of impressions that you have to make with people. For instance, yeah. having to go make the restaurant, dressing up. Okay, now you're spending money. You got to get things together. There's all these first impressions, right? And so now people yeah. are a lot. I'm not saying no one still doesn't do those things, but I think we're a lot more raw and authentic in who we are. 
we recognize doing those things, there are risks to those things now because of the circumstances. So people are now resorting to other ways in which to make a connection. So if anything, this really makes you connect more with people on those critical things than before. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like now you're full, and it's it's good on both, you know, both perspectives, right? So like now, so Nicole, like do that, right? Like you build that foundation and talk to people or talk to, you know, somebody that sparks your interest, but then you don't have to get all dolled up. Just stay in that messy bun and that big tea on your couch, and you can get to know somebody, you know, on all different levels. So I think it's a win-win. It is. And I always say that. Because that's what I do. Minus minus the messy bun, I do the same shit. It's like, hey, this is convenient. Let's have a great conversation. I stay in my house, and then we'll figure out, you know, where this leads to. And I think it's great because it it, it removes the facades, you know, trying to make those first impressions. And, you know, there are are stereotypical facades as as men go through. And then I'm talking straight, gay, whatever people feel or believe. There's still the first impressions. If you really like someone and you want them to be around for a while, there's work you got to put in. So I think with this COVID, Nicole, it, it seems to have, I kind of re- peel back some of that layer, not all of it, but it just creates this more authentic or concern for us to really get to know someone at a core level it, than we would have forces, before. It forces you to have mind sex. That's My- what it forces you to do. No, seriously. It's so, Rob, define mind sex. I need you to define mind sex. That's a good one. I like no, it. Like a substantial, a substantial intellectual conversation because, like I said, you can – I can, you know, you can take a guy out two, three times, and then after that, all right, what are we doing? We're just going to dinners. Like, what have we learned from each other or anything? Like, now this is forcing you to think. And I think at that point, you can kind of make that decision. We're like, all right, is this going to – I can already tell that this is not leading into anything. Because now now we're forced to talk about shit for more than 10 minutes, 15 minutes, stuffing our faces with food. So now what else do you have to offer? Yeah, you look That's great true. in that dress, but what, what have you done for me lately? You know, so right, it's right. kind of that, that – look at it like that i think that kind of helps people filter out you know individuals that you would kind of invest more time and money and emotions in that never lead up to anything that's true that's a very good point and you know i also thought of this too that we, we we recognize that sometimes people especially new couples yes today's couples who are young couples if you have friends or connections like that being in love and also in a social community of people, it's also a cool thing, right? It makes you feel good because you can share that love and your expression of love with that community. But because of that, I noticed this something, Nicole, and that is this. And before COVID, I have, you know, I've observed, not in my own life, but with others, if you can only have fun with your significant other when you're in the company of other people, then it begins to create the challenge or beg the question, what's the purpose of this relationship? Because we're always having fun with all these people, but this relationship came together because of the, just the two people who are involved. And so a lot of those layers of things that I miss, you know, observing and being a part of, because, hey, I've been in the communities of circles when I've seen this happen, right? And I said, oh, here we are. We're all hanging out together. That's great. And we respect that. But then also couples need couple time. And I think COVID has allowed that more. You know, maybe maybe sometimes too much, but hey, I mean, I'm in a committed relationship. This month would be 11 years, and you know, you know, and we look at you know our circumstances like, wow, I feel no different than before, but I recognize how much COVID has impacted, in, if not improved, my own relationship, not just with significant other, but even relationship with family and friends and people who you may not see or speak to regularly. It's a very good point. Thank yeah, you, Nicole. In the relationship, it's the same thing. Like it forces you to be creative to spark 
a new interest that you never knew was there, right? Because right. when you right. have the money and the luxury to go out and do stuff, you kind of fall into that monotony of like, all right, Friday date night, let's go to dinner and, and do whatever. Um, but now it's like, well, we can't do shit. What can we do to keep this spark going? And I think it just it forces that creativity. And, and at that point you see like, all right, like this is why we're together. This is why we do this. Um, you know, so it has its, it has its perks. I'll share an interesting fact for you, Rob. Are you aware that the sales for Monopoly game have been astronomical in 2020? There's been such a hype for the Parker brothers or who, who make the game or have the patent for the game. And not just that game, but other games as well because of COVID. People are now bonding and developing critical thinking and all those other sorts of fun things that we got out of board games that are now translated into a, to more technology games, such as video games and, and like. And so there's a lot more. There's a lot of game here. So, Rob, you know, I got a question for you. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? Uh, what, what, like a patent in what sense? Well, however you wish to respond to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, during COVID, like, well, I, mean, I don't I don't play games too much. Um, uh, like I said, I, I have a close circle of friends, and I think between, you know, the, the small get togethers and, and just having that circle, I think it's, it's, it's that, you know, it's, uh, you know, COVID really hasn't impacted me too much. So really nothing, nothing changes from any other day. Okay. So let's take it out of COVID. Let's say this was 20, this was a year without COVID. And I asked you the same question, you know, and if granted, I recognize other experiences will have also influenced your response, but if COVID weren't a factor, we had to look at it from the macro view of your life. What keeps you going? I mean, I think it's just in not a game sense. I think it's just mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that, that mindset to like do better. Right. So like, what can I do to do better, to be better than I was yesterday? And I think it's just that self-reflection that you, you know, you have to be objective looking into that. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very, like I'm a driven person and I'm, I'm super competitive. So I think that's just in my nature. So is, there's always like that thought, like, Hey, what, what could I have done that I slacked off with? Like maybe I shouldn't have did this today and I could have did this. So let me capitalize on that tomorrow. Um, so it's always that, I guess that want for more is what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. You are, do you feel sometimes you're in competition with yourself? Yeah. With myself, with other people, you know I mean? Because, you know, I work around a lot of, you know, alpha guys, you know, a type personalities that, you know, they're always, they're thinking the same thing. So you, you have to be in that mentality, like, shit, how can I work harder? What can I do to, to, to be, you know, or do the same, make the same moves that this guy is doing, or what can I do to challenge myself to beat this guy? So yeah, it's a competition with yourself. And at some point, you know, that question you ask, like, what do you see when you look in the mirror is that mm-hmm. like, Hey, stop bullshitting. It's time to get on it. Um, so I, I think that's what keeps me going. Mm, good point. Good point. And folks, we want to say thank you so much for listening to this this live podcast. There's one last question that was coming in, Rob, for, for, from one listener. We'll be brief on this one. You kind of already answered it, John, and it was, how have you spent your COVID time? We talked about that a little earlier. But, Rob, here's a, the second part of that question. I think it's one we can play with a bit. What is the newest thing you've learned about yourself in 2020? Or the one thing you learned about yourself? Fuck, I really love Coors Light. Yeah, I think that'd be. There's a lot of downtime too, so there's always like, hey, what can I do to be better? But then you know, you get home and it's like, shit, I can't do anything. Well, the boat's the boat's not charged. Let's just hang out. Um, 
No, I th- I think it's that. You know, I touched on it a little bit. It's it's uh, I didn't think I could be as creative with, you know, creating scenarios, if you would say, to to try to pass the time. You know, whether yeah. that's with family, you know, the kiddo, anything like that. It's like you you have to be. You know, you have to be on your toes with everything. Because, like I said, my son was here for two months. Now it's like, well, shit, I have to attend to a teenager. How can I make his summer interesting when we can't do shit? Right. Fortunately for right. me, it's like, Dad, let's just no tent. Let's just go out to the woods and survive off the land. And I'm like, all right, I'm scared of snakes, but fuck it, let's do it. Um, but yeah, it's just that, like trying to be creative with how you, you know, how you pass the time. And all the examples you mentioned, much of it attributed to to nature. Nature plays an integral role in those decision-making, which I think is super awesome. And I want to say to you again, thank you so much, Rob, for being on the show, being an incredible friend, father, and military representative of our great nation. And, folks, if you would like to listen to this show, please listen live, not only to this show. Well, it would be a recording then. But for all of our previous episodes, we have over 170 of them available through Apple Podcasts and also Google Play. And also, please stay tuned for more. Visit EverydayFolksRadio.com for more updates and more shows. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m., Anike S. will be back with her journey into passion with Anike S. She has a special primetime show. And by the way, Rob, we're primetime, by the way, because of how well we're doing here. You're in one of our primetime shows, and we're doing primetime shows in the evenings during the weeknight. Who would have ever thought that? Remember our first shows were on the weekend at 3 p.m.? Yeah. It was so it was different. <laughs> morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to say that as well. And also spot out a shout-out to my, my colleague and brother, uh, Nadim, my Fright Talk brother. Fright Talk is a show that we talk about everything frightening, suspenseful. Our next episode is airing live on Friday, 8 p.m. prime time on Friday, November 13th. There's a Friday the 13th in November. So there's a lot. And that show, by the way, we'll be talking about Roanoke. You know, our show will be talking about the history of Roanoke and there's the mystery behind that incredible settler group of people who just disappeared. And so with that said, Rob, any final words for our listeners? No. Uh, hey, thanks to everybody who, who, you know, decided to listen and, and uh, ask the questions. I appreciate you guys showing my buddy, you know, a brother some support. Um, I got to give a shout out to, you know, my boy, Jason, who called and, and, and then, uh, my Puerto Rican friend, Guzzi, I know he texts me. He's like, Hey, if I don't get a shout out, I'm sending it back. I'm cutting the call off. So Guzzi, here's your shout out. Um, and yeah, no, thanks for having me, brother. It's fun as always. And and I appreciate the invite. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to this episode of BJ Speaks, a conversation with Robert Franz. Have a good night, everyone.